Welcome to Main Menu. This is David Tanner, your host, and we are glad to have you with us here on Main Menu today. And always pleased to have you coming back to be with us on Main Menu. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We hope you enjoy the program. And we'll choose to come back and see us again next week and weeks after. Well, there has been quite a week this week in the technology field, and we're going to try to update you on as much of the new technology as we can. First of all, let's tell you what we're going to be talking about today on Main Menu. David Woodbridge from Vision Australia comes to us first, and David is going to give us a demonstration of how you can use your iPod Classic and do it quite easily and uh, quite efficiently and use all of the features on the iPod even without the addition of any additional software. And then we have the second part of the Joseph Lee tutorial on and using the touchscreen with speech with NVDA. And this will be the second part of the review. We had the first part of that tutorial last week and finishing it up this week. And then finally, David Woodbridge comes back with a demo that I think those of you who have been around for a while and maybe you remember the early days of accessible computers with the old Apple II with the Echo Speech and some of the fun games and so forth we had back then. Well, David is going to be showing us a demo of a recent release that lets you emulate the Apple II on your Mac or on Windows. And I think you'll get a lot of fun and enjoyment out of that. And this is something you can actually download and put on your computer and play uh, some of those old games that you played back many years ago and bring back some fond or maybe not so fond uh, memories from the past years back in the early to mid 80s on the Apple II and Apple IIe. And so that's what we've got today for you on Main Menu. Now let's take a look at some of the new things that new technologies and new developments in the past week. Just about a week ago, Sendero Group released the latest release of the CNI GPS version 1.2. There are a number of new features, uh, changes to some of the features that were already there, and it is quite improved. And if you haven't checked out CNI GPS, you may want to do that on your iPhone here now that version 1.2 is out and see all of the new features and check them out real well. As the app continues to gain more features and more accuracy and so forth. And we hope to have someone on from Sendero in the near future to talk about where they are with the CNI GPS and what's going on with that. Then the next thing I guess we want to talk about is an app we found out about recently for you low vision users. For iOS, there is a new app out called iCam, small i, capital C, small a-m. And this app allows you to magnify up to about 6x. Use your iPhone like some of the video magnifiers such as uh, Ruby and some of the other uh, video magnifiers from some of the other producers of low vision products. It gives you 
the magnification in natural color and five artificial colors including reverse video with white on black instead of black on white which many low vision users like and additionally it has a feature where you can hold your phone up about eight to ten inches above a print document and double tap the read button it takes a picture of the print and will read it back to you with uh, some fairly good optical character recognition this can be found on the app store it is again i small i capital c small a small m icam and it is free so you may want to check that out that what i'm hearing so far is this app looks like it might be quite usable for quite a lot of folks and the price is certainly right and it appears that the magnification level may be better than some of the similar apps on the app store that do a similar type of magnification well i believe that pretty well catches us up to date oh yes there was an ios 7 update for your iphone ipad and itouch and if you do not have that update you really do want it it corrects quite a few errors and um, bugs and so forth that all of us had been noticing with ios 7 and actually the app is the the new operating system ios 7 is looking a whole lot more stable and working a whole lot better now than it was in the first release of ios 7 so if you haven't grabbed that you definitely want to do that well let's go ahead and get into our presentations for today you have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week on may menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. We are currently looking for listeners who are willing to review any type of accessible technology for us here on Main Menu. If you are interested in doing a review of a product that you own, or an interview with its vendor, then please contact us and let us know what you're interested in doing. Before you begin to record a segment, it is important to contact us so that we can ensure that it hasn't already been covered on our program. To get in contact with us, please send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know what demonstration or interview you would like to do. Once you have completed your recording, Please again send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know how we might get the file from you and if it will need any further editing. We can get files from you in any method such as SendSpace or Dropbox, any way that works for you. Once we receive your file, we will let you know when it will be aired on Main Menu. Presentations from our listeners are always interesting and well received by the rest of the listeners, so if this interests you, please get in touch with us. Thank you for your interest, and we look forward to hearing from you on the show very soon. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of the iPod Classic. And this demo was done in September 2013. And one of the reasons why I thought I'd like to do this demo now was because I've always assumed that the iPod Classic wasn't accessible without some sort of software modification 
or that it wasn't accessible in its own right. And surprisingly, it's actually reasonably accessible if you keep in mind what you're doing with the device. So first of all, I'm going to actually explain what the device looks like. And then I'm going to take you through navigating the menus with the click wheel. And then we'll play some music, movies and some TV shows. So the iPod Classic sort of feels like a very flat mobile phone. And for those that remember, it's a 160 gig hard drive inside it. And on the front face at the top, you have a reasonably good size screen. And then below that screen, you have a big round click wheel that you drag your finger around to move backwards and forwards through menus, etc. And turn the volume up and down. And in the middle, you have a menu or a select button. And that click wheel is definitely tactile. You can feel the whole round click wheel right around the outside. And of course, the inside menu select button is slightly indented in the middle. So again, it's very tactile. If I come to the top left-hand side of the iPod Classic, there's a slide switch that you can do from left to right. And if I flick it to the right, I've actually locked it. So if I press the play button, which is the bottom part of the click wheel, if I press that now, nothing happens. And if I press it to the left, I can now access the click wheel stroke menu select button in the middle. So I'm just going to leave it off at the moment. I'm going to flick it to the right. And then at the bottom of the iPod Classic, there's the famous 30-pin connector. And then at the top right-hand side, across from the slide lock power switch, is your 3.5mm headphone jack. And at the moment, I've actually got my Gembox portable speaker plugged into that 3.5mm headphone jack. And that's it as far as the iPod Classic layout's concerned. So again, top left-hand side, the slide switch left to right to lock or unlock. Right-hand side at the top, the 3.5mm headphone jack. The bottom of the iPod Classic is the famous 30-pin connector and then bottom face is the round click wheel with the select menu button in the middle and the top of the iPod Classic at the front face is of course the screen. Okay so I'm going to turn it on now and all I'm going to do is just slide that switch from right to left and now it's active. Now what I normally do is to make sure that I'm in a starting point on the iPod Classic I'm going to press the top of the click wheel and if I keep pressing it you'll actually hear a click Every time I press it, I go up through the menus. And then if I slide, if you like, my finger around the click wheel, okay, you can actually hear it go click, 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 and of course each click is a menu option. So I'm going to drag my finger back around to the left until it doesn't actually click anymore. And the first option on the menu is actually music. So I'm going to press select, which is the little button in the middle of the click wheel. And now I've gone into the sub-menu for music. And what I normally do on this one, I go to the third click on this menu. So if I do one, two, three, and it's just sliding my finger slowly so I can count the clicks. And I press select in the middle, and then I press play, which is down the bottom on the click wheel. So the music playing. If I press it again, I'll stop the music playing. If I press it again, and if I slide on the click wheel to the left. I'm turning the music down and if I slide my finger around the click wheel to the right and I'll turn it up, turn it down again. Okay, so that's how I start playing music and of course if I press the 
right hand click of the click wheel. And for the next track. And I can do it quickly. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay, one more. Okay, and listen to that track, I can go to the next one. And of course, if I want to start from the beginning of that track again, I just press the left part of the click wheel. Okay, and of course, play pause to stop it. Now remember, if I start it playing, I press the play button, I'm going to now slide the slide switch at the top left hand side to the right. Still playing, but now if I try and press the click wheel, okay, nothing happens because I've actually locked the iPod Classic. Okay, so if you want to listen to music with headphones on and you don't want it activating with the click wheel or doing anything else, you can just lock it, but it's still playing. So I'm going to slide it to the left again to unlock it, and then I'm going to press the play pause button on the bottom part of the click wheel and stop it. Okay, so I can very easily get to music. Now let me go and select a podcast to play. So again, I'm going to keep hitting the top of the click wheel, which will be the menu. So I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five. In fact, I can do it as many times as I like, because when it gets to the top menu, it'll just stop. Now again, I'm going to make sure I'm at the beginning by just sliding my finger around to the left. And I am. Now on the iPod Classic on the main menu, I said the first option was music. If I do click three times, I get to the podcast menu. So I'm going to do one, that's one click, two, two clicks, three, three clicks, and I press select. Now, I normally like, when I started doing this before, to confirm I'm in the podcast. Now I've got 35 podcasts on here. So if I rotate my finger around to the left, you go click, 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 and every time it's clicking, it's going for a podcast main title. So if I drag my finger around to the right, going to keep going and going and going until it gets to the end so I can definitely tell that I'm in the right menu by all the clicks i.e. podcast titles so I'm going to quickly rotate my finger back to the left on the click wheel okay I'm back to the beginning and I'm going to listen to one of my podcasts which is the Apple and other technologies podcast and that's the third one so I'm going to count three clicks one two three and of course I'm just moving my finger slowly on the click wheel press select to select it and press play pause down the bottom of the click wheel. And I can turn my volume up as usual with the uh, music. Let's turn my finger around right. And as usual, let me start from a known spot on the Mac by going to the desktop with the voiceover command Shift VOD. Okay, and I can turn my voice down again by dragging my finger around to the left on the click wheel. Just wind down and play pause to stop. I want to get to another podcast, and I might go to the Apple Keynote one, and that's the next one in my order of alphabetical listing. So I'm going to press the menu key, and I'll come back up to the main Apple Technologies podcast title. Hit menu up again. Rotate around, or drag my finger around to the right for one click. That's one click. Press select. Press play. Okay, and remember the Apple Keynote earlier this year? They had that music playing at the beginning of the actual Keynote. So if I drag my finger around to the right... Okay, there's the music at the beginning of the keynote address back in, I think it was June, July this year in 2013, which of course would have been really nice to have an audio description of. But anyway, nice music to listen to. Okay, I'm going to press play pause again at the bottom of the actual click wheel. Now I want to get back up to the main menu because I'm going to go and play a movie. So I'm just going to press menu up 
and keep pressing it as many times as I can to get back to the top menu and I'm going to rotate my finger back around to the left okay and you heard that click 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 that now means I'm at the beginning of the main menu because remember when I was previously on that main menu I did a third click to go into podcast so I've just rotated back around to the beginning of the menu now video is the second option so the first option was music the second option is video so drag my finger around to the right it's one click select now this one what I've actually got is the first one is movies and the third one is TV shows so again I'm going to drag my finger around to the left to make sure I'm at the beginning and yes I am and I press select and I press select again on the movie title and press play pause down the bottom of the click wheel I just did the click around to the right and of course this is the start of the movie The Host by Stephen Rice Perfect Okay, if I want to get to another movie I'm just going to press play pause again I'm going to press menu up twice one, two click to the right, click press select, press play pause down again at the bottom of the click wheel Okay, and that there, there, Hagrid's a dead giveaway. This is um, Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. Or the Philosopher's Stone if you happen to be in Australia. Okay, so play pause on that one. And finally, let me go and play an audio book for you. So again, I'm going to press menu up on the click wheel. Many times as I like. Rotate around back to the left. One click, which means I'm back on music. Press select. Now, the audio books option in this submenu for music is right at the end, the second from the end. So I'm going to rotate around to the end of this menu, drag my finger around to the right till I get to the end, no more clicks. I click back left, one, that's my audio books, press select. Because I've only got one book on here at the moment, I don't have to go click, click, click through the menu. I can just press select on that book. And then of course I can press play pause to start listening to this audio book. So play pause. I can never tell what simple question or remark yeah, will just loud, so push him over. The lift. And then, well, and then we'll have on our hands a completely useless brain. Okay. Do you want to face that? Well, can't and this is an audible book from Audible, but and it's iRobot. You're not even sure of that. Okay, I'm going to press play, pause, to stop again. And then, of course, if I wanted to go back to music, I could press menu up a few times. Rotate around back to the left, make sure I'm back beginning the menu for the music. I am, press select. Now remember this time, I was previously on audiobooks, which was about the ninth selection or the second from the left if I rotated around to the right, if that makes sense. So I'm going to rotate my finger back to the left at the beginning of that menu, submenu. And then I'm going to go forward three, one, two, three clicks. Press select, press play, pause. And we should get the menu. Music, I mean, playing again. Of course, I'm going up, going down by just rotating around right and left on the click wheel, of course, going and going down. And I press play pause to stop it. And then I'm going to leave it in my unknown state. So I'm just going to press the menu, make sure I'm back at the beginning. And then I, and there I am at the start of the menu. I'm going to press the power selector switch and I've locked it. And then take the headphones out, and I can put it away for the time being. Now, just one final note about the iPod Classic 
even though it doesn't have talking menus, as you can tell, it's reasonably straightforward to navigate if you always start at a known spot. The clickable clicks are actually easy to do because they're not that close together when you're moving your finger around the click wheel left and right. The selector switch in the middle is easy to do. It doesn't actually double click at all. You have to physically press it quite definitely. And remember, and remember, because it's an iPod Classic, when you plug it into iTunes, of course, you can control what content goes onto the iPod Classic. And in the summary tab, you've also got the enable disk use. So when I've checked that on on my Mac Air here, I'm also able to use that 160 gig storage as an external hard drive as well. And of course, because I can't tell how much battery power the iPod Classic has on the screen, when it's plugged into my Mac, of course, on the source list, on the device, which is the iPod Classic, or in my case, David Woodbridge's iPod Classic, in that menu, it actually tells me how much charge is remaining on the iPod Classic. And of course, when it's plugged into my Mac, it's charging, or I can plug it into a PowerPoint and charge it via the USB charger anyway. And then one final thing, I've also got the headphones from Apple that have got the clicker on the one of the headphone wires. And of course, the middle of that is play pause, and you've got volume up and volume down, or previous and next track. So that all works perfectly well, as it did with the other iPod Nano or iPod Shuffle ranges as well. So I'm going to leave you with my very daggy uh, TV series that I used to like watching in the 80s, so it was the early 90s. So I'm just going to plug my speaker back in again, and I thought I'd at least leave this till last in case it drove everybody nuts but I just can't resist playing it. So I'm going to plug my headphones back into my iPod Classic, press the side selector switch to the left, and I'm going to press the menu up. And there we go, we're at the beginning. Now, and I'm going to rotate, I'm going to press the menu up, so at the top of the menus, rotate around back to the left, and yes, I'm at music. Now, TV shows are actually in the video section on the main menu, so rotate round one, click to video. That's it, I heard a click on the speaker, press select. And I'm going to rotate around to the left to make sure I'm at the beginning of the video submenu. And I am. There's no clicks going around to the left. And TV shows is the third option. So the first option was movies. The third option is TV shows. So I'm going to press or slide my finger one, two. That's two clicks. Third option, TV shows, press select. Now in here I've got three TV shows. So if I rotate my finger back to the left at the start, I've got one. Never click. That's two. Never click three. So at the moment I've got three TV shows. Now the second and the third one is actually Round the Twist, which is a really funny TV series that was, you know, I believe in the late 80s, about two kids and a dad living in a lighthouse and spooky things happened. It was quite hilarious. The third one's actually SpongeBob. But the first one I want to play you. So let me go and drag my finger around to the left in the click wheel. And I press select to select it. And you'll know this TV series as soon as you hear it when I press play pause at the bottom of the click wheel to start it playing. Here we go. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, I love to hit Knight Rider as a talking car, not so much the actor, but the car definitely. Michael Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the and, powerless, uh, in a world of criminals who operate above the law. Oh, let's finish the uh, intro music. 
just press play pause to stop. So yes, I do like Knight Rider. Okay, and that'll do us for this demonstration. So I'm going to press the menu up a few times. I'm going to drag my finger back to the left. As you heard a click, that's because I went from the second main menu option video back to music. And then of course I'm going to slide the selector switch to the right to lock it. Take the headphones out. Turn my Jambox speaker off. And that concludes this demonstration of the iPod Classic in September 2013. As usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In text mode is one finger flick down. How about words? Let me move to the line where it says I'm here to demonstrate various NVDA touch gestures. Okay, so I'm on the second second line supposedly. I'm here to demonstrate and so forth. If I do two finger flick left and flick right, here's what happens. If I do two finger flick right. Here to demonstrate various Do you see what's going on? It moves by words. If I do two finger flick left, E two E Space. Okay. And so for and and so on. So what what's going on is that I might have uh, done uh, one finger, but in some cases uh, NVDA reads previous word. So uh, to move between words, you do two finger flick left and flick right. Flick right for next word. Flick left for a previous word. On the keyboard, it would be numpad six and numpad four. Numpad six for next word. Numpad four for a previous word. Lastly, uh, what if I want to examine the characters that are in this, such a sentence? Let's see if I do go to bottom of the so the end of the text. I'm here to demo goodbye. So I'm at the sentence goodbye, and let me do one finger flick right. And so on. And if I do the opposite gesture. And so on. Do you see a pattern? So if I move up, uh, down by line, I did flick up and flick down. And as I was moving left to right, I did flick left and flick down. No, actually, flick left and flick right. Sorry. Now, uh, so the character commands would happen. One finger flick right is. Same as numpad three, one finger flick left is same as numpad one in text mode. I'm sure you you by now you caught a pattern. So up and down arrow is flick up and one finger flick up and one finger flick down for up and down arrow respectively. And left and right arrow would be one finger flick left and one finger flick right respectively. So it leaves control left arrow and control right arrow. As equivalent to two finger flick left and two finger flick right. So, uh, and if you recall, and then if if you look at reverse cursor commands, the bottom row is characters, the middle is words, and the top are lines. And left is previous, center is current, right is next. But there is no at this point. I haven't found a command to read current character, current word, etc. Although at one point I. Came across a hover command which reads a current word, 
and then uh, review cursor behaves us, and then the text mode commands behaves us like review cursor. That is to say, it will not go past the beginning or end of a line. Although there are some suggestions to add uh, top up, uh, top line, and bottom line, uh, leftmost and rightmost character, and so forth. Uh, the one last command that we'll examine in text mode before we move on to the last tutorial on touch keyboard is reading from top of review cursor. I will say reading from the current review cursor position to end of the document. So let's go back to the top of the file. I'm here. My name. Hi, everyone. So to read the entire contents of an object from current position to the end, you will do three finger flick down. Uh, if I'm correct, three finger flick down. Hi everyone, my name is Joseph. I'm here to demonstrate various NVDA touch gestures. Goodbye. So what you heard is the entire document is not using carrot based AR, but it's using review based AR. And on the keyboard, it would have been numpad plus key. The numpad plus key is the key uh, above the enter key on laptop on desktop layout. And if you're using laptop layout, it would have been Shift NVDA. Actually, it would have been uh, right Shift NV. Right, it would have been uh, or something similar. Uh, NVDA is a care based AR. NVDA Shift A is say what say with review and so forth. Or it could be some other command. I might not be recalling it right. So here are the keyboard equivalents. Uh. So to move up and down by line, it would be one finger flick up, which is numpad 7 on desktop, or NVIDIA up arrow on laptop layout. Next line is one finger flick down, which is numpad 9 on desktop, or NVIDIA down arrow on laptop layout. Uh, next word is two finger flick right, that is numpad 6 on desktop, control NVIDIA right arrow on laptop. Previous word is two finger flick left or numpad four on desktop, control NVIDIA left arrow on laptop. And next character is numpad three on desktop or NVIDIA right arrow on laptop. Previous character is numpad one or NVIDIA left arrow on laptop. And say all with review, three finger flick down on touch and, N and uh, numpad plus key on the desktop layout and NVIDIA Shift A or something equivalent on laptop. And these laptop commands are based on 2013.1 or later. So that really concludes the gestures that are found in NVIDIA, at least NVIDIA 2013.2. There's one last uh, tutorial that I'll be doing before we close our tour on touchscreens, and that is typing using touch keyboard. And if you're used to iOS and Android uh, touchscreen-based keyboards, you see quite a similarity between that. And especially if you use VoiceOver, and if you use typing mode, not the standard mode, but type, but the touch typing mode, uh, it will sound familiar. If you use NVDA with touch keyboard on Windows 8, touch typing with NVDA. The commands that I described so far, the basic gestures. Uh, commands to use an object and text mode is just one of the uh, ways you can use NVIDIA on touchscreens under Windows 8. The other uh, feature 
that、uh, works well, which is native to Windows 8, is so-called touch keyboard. Touch keyboard can be used to type on an application using touch screens.、Uh, if you have an Android, iOS, or other devices,、uh, you may recall that you can use touch screen to enter text. And similar can be done with, and I would say same can be done with NVDA. And not only you can type text here, but you can also use NVDA commands using touch keyboard, such as quick navigation commands in web browsers, and so forth. So forth. I haven't tested、uh, actually executing NVDA commands such as NVDA with N and so forth just using touch keyboard、uh, because of my laptop setup. But on a Slate PC, you can you can try testing. Uh, Resolve that NVDA commands gestures do work. The classical、uh, laptop gesture setters on Windows 8.、Uh, one of the focuses was touch enhanced touch experience, and touch keyboard exemplifies this.、Uh, under PC settings, for instance, you can ask Windows to show you the full touch layout, which incidentally resembles that of、uh, older. ThinkPads, Lenovo ThinkPads, was produced by IBM until a few years ago. And if you recall, if you're a ThinkPad user, you'll see on the bottom row there are four keys: Control, Windows, Function, Alt, then Space, and there are two more keys: Use term Alt and Control and whatnot. And then there are arrow keys. At least the bottom row resembles the ThinkPads, but the top row resembles that of a typical、uh, tablet keyboard. There is no separate function row, but you can activate function row by pressing F N key on the touch keyboard. To demonstrate the aspects of touch keyboard with NVDA, such as typing text or executing NVDA gestures, I'll be using two examples: one actually typing text, and one using quick navigation command on touch screens. The、uh, first of these is、uh, typing text, and I'm at Microsoft Word、uh, at this time. I, I could have switched easily to Notepad, but due to because of time and whatnot, and for continuation from previous segments, I'll、uh, stay at Word for now. You can, in fact, invoke touch 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 keyboard anytime, anywhere, especially on edit fields and whatnot. So to open touch keyboard, you have to move your finger to the bottom of the screen. Unless if you oriented your screen differently, if you use portrait mode or if you use landscape mode. Uh, the portrait mode、um, screen is looks more like a paper. On、uh, landscape mode, it looks more like a typical desk and so forth. So you would move your finger towards the bottom of the screen until you hear something like. So because I have two keyboard layouts installed on my system. Okay. Oops. I I might have changed the text mode. So you have to be in object mode to use this. Object mode. Outline button, notification chevron button,、okay. application star touch keyboard button. The touch keyboard key or the button is located between the taskbar and system tray icons. So and then I right now I'm focused on right now my finger is at well at least I move my finger away from the screen but the NVIDIA says my current object is star touch keyboard button. I press NVIDIA numpad five and I'll press it one finger double tap. Press. Okay, let me type in some command.、Uh, type in some text here. If I press、uh, enter, enter button. Okay, I press enter, and let me type in hello. And I don't know if you can hear this, but when I when I press a key on the touch keyboard, you will hear a click. 
Space and J button. H button. R button. E button. J button. M M K M button. K button. L button. O button. Okay, what I do was I typed NVIDIA apparel. Spelling error Helco Joseph. Like spelling error Helco Joseph. Okay. I guess I typed something wrong. Let me type it again. Line feed. Change layout or right arrow button. Let me type in hello again. H button. H. A button. W button. E button. E. K button. L button. O button. And did I type it right? Let me type it with the Microsoft Word document edit multi-line focus. Page one. Hello. Hello. Yes, I typed it right. Hello. So I don't know how why, but it's pronouncing it quite twice. So I don't know if you noticed, but as I was typing each key, you heard a small click. That signifies that I have typed something. Let me type spacebar. And you see quite a difference. And when I was typing uh, commands, not commands, but when I was typing letters, you heard a lower tone. And when I was typing space, you heard a slightly higher tone. And that's, that's the sound feedback when you type using touch keyboard. And... Uh, you can, in fact, use object navigation to find the keys. Now, what I'm doing is I am using uh, left and right flicks with one finger to move to find a particular uh, key that is. And then. Microsoft Word Escape button. Micro caps lock button. A button. Selecting hello. And then let me delete that using. Uh, so what I did was I did Control A on the keyboard. Let me try uh, deleting this. It's gone now. And just for sake of it, let me try invoking an NVDA command. Let's try NVDA N caps lock. Microsoft Word caps lock button. N button. It doesn't work actually. I don't know why. Delete button. Microsoft backspace button. Equals button. But equal backspace. But Microsoft Word backspace equals button. Button zero nine button zero but button equals button backspace tab button Q button W button and so on and whatnot. So that is. So at this point, I don't know why, but uh, it doesn't really uh, allow NVIDIA commands to be invoked from touch gestures. And you can actually try that on the Slate PC and whatnot. So that is one way of using touch gestures. Uh, was a touch keyboard that is typing text. Let me switch to a different example. Uh, that is the example where you can actually use NVDA command on a web browser using touch keyboard. Uh, let me put my microphone down. Let me go to Google. Uh, Toshiba Direct. That's the place I got my laptop. Is uh, Toshiba is known for a good hardware customization options. So let me move to Google. Google, list with 11. And uh, Link out of list search landmark. I'm using IE10, uh, Explorer 10 on a Windows 8. If you're using 8.1, it would be IE11. This can be done using any web browser such as Google, Chrome, Firefox, and whatnot. The command I'll be demonstrating is navigating the web page using just touch keyboard. And to demonstrate, then let me type in, type in a title of a song that you guys might be familiar. In 2012, 2.33 p.m. Status pause. My, my apologies for that because uh, I might have moved my finger somewhere. HTTPS. And did I type it right? I think I didn't. Link out of select line. 
Now, if you recall, oops, I typed wrong. I meant to type. There we go. I type U instead of Y. Now, uh, now the title that you just heard is actually a very famous uh, dance uh, title that was released in Korea. And because I'm a Korean, I'm a, in charge of the Korean translation of NVDA, I really take proud, pride in uh, K-pop uh, and, and its impact growing in the world. So that music is actually, it, no one pronounces Gangnam, but it's actually, in Korean it actually pronounced Gangnam style. That actually <clears throat> became a huge hit last year. And let me view the search results just using touch keyboard. Let me open touch keyboard again. I will try to find it. Microsoft Word document. No, that's not what I want. Page one blank. Status bar. Stat running applications. Status bars. Full screen reading. Print status. Print late. Note 78% available plugged in. Gangnam's. Okay, let me try to find where that thing went. Microsoft status running applications toolbar. Start touch keyboard button. There we go. Now found it. Press. So what I'll do is I'll use heading navigation to move between search results just using touch keyboard and if you recall from web browsing tutorial you would use quick navigation commands to move between different web elements let me try to find h key j button h button out of list main landmark search results list with 11 items side gangnam style official music video youtube link heading level 3 now what i'm doing is i am pressing h key on the touch keyboard to move between to boot between uh search results microsoft word document edit multi-line page one blank the sensitive the the thing is that Start touch keyboard, but press. The thing is that as soon as you press a key on a keyboard, touch keyboard disappears. Same is true if you have a slate PC or, or, or sorry, a hybrid with the keyboard connected wirelessly or a wired one connected to it. So as soon as you press a keyboard, at least on web browser, touch keyboard disappears. Let me try pressing H again. H button, Gangnam style M slash V YouTube link heading level 3. B button, H button, Sci YouTube link heading level 3. J button, H button, Minecraft style A parody of Sci's Gangnam style music video, the multi platinum. And so forth. So uh, you can actually invoke a link, I believe, if I remember right. And just for fun of it, let me move to one of the top search results. Let's say official music video. And let me do. Sci Gangnam style official music video. And let me invoke this, and the tune may sound familiar for those who listen to this music video. Uh, one finger double tap. Activate. Psy Gangnam Style Official Music Video YouTube. Visited Link Graphic YouTube. So what you're hearing is... So what I did was I have uh, invoked the link by doing one finger double tap, just like on VoiceOver and other devices. So you can, in fact, use touch gestures and touch keyboard to list to uh, navigate the web and use touch keyboard to type uh, text using a touch screen. And just to end the tutorial, let's um, take a listen to the music video for a second. And you can, in fact, if, if you're on YouTube, you can, in fact, use touch keyboard to c 
control the playback of videos uh, if you go into embedded object because most flash objects these days are embedded objects and YouTube uses uh, flash for this play videos at least unless if you're an iOS device you will use HTML5 version to stream video so to close this as you're listening to this dance moves which well sort of if you uh, see the description, uh, size dancing, the his classic uh, horse dance. So to finish this off, uh, to recap everything, uh, you can use touchscreen to uh, navigate uh, Windows 8 uh, style apps and desktop apps with NVDA. So you can use basic gestures such as uh, double tap with two fingers to open uh, NVDA menu, switching between various touch modes, and using object mode to listen to and navigate around objects and use text mode to navigate the contents of an object as well as use touch keyboard for interacting with a computer by typing using just a touch keyboard. And the, speaking of touch keyboard, the layout is similar to some uh, current mainstream laptops If you on a laptop. And then uh, uh, the style that's used in touch keyboard is that of voiceovers touch typing mode. I'm not sure what's, is what it's called in Android, but there might be similar things that exist there. So this concludes the tutorial on touchscreen devices. And as I said before in the beginning, uh, uh, you might want to listen to the tutorials on object navigation and web browsing and whatnot before you get a slightly better grip at touchscreens. And this tutorial is an addendum to the 2013 edition of the NVDA tutorial series. And let me close it by letting you listen to the rest of this, or at least some portions of this Gangnam style. Welcome to this demonstration for downloading, installing, and running the MES emulator for the Apple IIe Echo 2 synthesizer. So the first thing we need to do is go to the website to download the actual emulator itself for the Mac. Keeping in mind there's also a Windows emulator as well, but I'm concentrating on the Mac one in this demo. So that's going to bring up Safari. Safari. Command L. Open location. Type in the web address, and the web address is www.bluegrasspals, as in blue, B-L-U-E, grass, G-R-A-S-S-P-A-L-S, dot com forward slash mezapple, M-E-S-S-A-P-P-L-E. So I'll do that now. Bluegrasspals, if I jump to the links on the page, HTTP slash slash www.bluegrasspals.com slash mesapple slash mesapple-win.zip for the Windows package. That's meswin, and of course I went to that link by just doing a VO command L or control option command L with voiceover for the link. So next link. Via command L, control command L. HTTP slash slash www.bluegrasspals.com slash mesapple slash mesapple-mac.zip for the Mac package. Okay, that's the Mac package downloader. 
all you need to do is just do VA spacebar, control option spacebar, start the download. And then in your downloads folder, let me just quickly jump back to my desktop with shift VOD or shift control option D. Desktop. Let's jump to my downloads folder with option command L. Downloads, now in downloads window. Okay, you'll end up with this folder. I'm just going to type in folder. Okay, that's Mez Apple Mac folder. That's what you'll end up with when Safari's finished downloading it because Safari automatically expands the zip file. Now, if I open that up with Command O, open list view table. Before running the emulator in terminal mode, you need to copy a folder over to your main library folder on your Mac. So if I just download it for the moment, Apple to read any document, artwork folder. CFG folder, cult disks folder, collect disks.txt, plain text docs folder, collect hash folder, cult HLSL folder, incorrect.tsku, key maps folder, mess.ed document, mess64 unix, mess new.txt, readme.html, roams folder, sdl.framework folder. So I need to paste that SLD frameworks folder into the frameworks folder in my main library on my Mac. So if I go back to the desktop with shift VOD or shift control option D. Desktop, Macintosh HD volume. Okay, open up the hard drive with commando. Now in Macintosh HD window. Okay, down to system folder. System folder, collapse disclosure trial. Just typed in SYS, commando. Open, list view table. Into the library with LID. Library folder, collapse disclosure commando triangle. Commando again. Five open, list view table. FRAM. Framework folder, collapse disclosure triangle. Five open, list view table. And here I could just now do command V, which I won't do now because I've already pasted mine in, to copy that SLD frameworks folder into this folder. And then you're ready to run the mess emulator. Okay, so I'm going to make sure I've got all my folders closed on my Mac. Option Command W. Close all. Now in desktop. Macintosh HD volume. Now the other final thing you might want to do, and you don't have to do this, currently the Mez Apple Mac folder is sitting in my downloads directory. What you also might want to do is actually move that folder or copy that folder to your main home folder to make it easier to get to when you go into terminal mode. So if I quickly jump back to my downloads folder. Downloads. Now in downloads window. And make sure I'm on Mez. Mez Apple Mac folder. Collapse disclosure triangle. Okay, so 17 September 2001. Command C. Copy. Mez Apple Mac. Jump to my home folder with Shift Command H. Home. List view table. Okay. And if I typed in MES again. Mez Apple Mac folder. Collapse disclosure triangle. There's my of the Mez folder. And if it wasn't there, I could just do Command V, of course, to copy it from the downloads folder into my main home folder. Okay. So let me quickly jump into my utilities folder to find terminal. So that's shift command U. Utilities, list view, table. And type in TEM. Terminal, application. That's terminal. 25 August 2. Commando. Oh, terminal, David's MacBook Air, tilde David Woodbridge dollar. Okay, so I'm in terminal mode in my home directory. Now, since I've already covered the Mez Apple-Mac folder over, I don't have to change the downloads directory to jump into that folder. I can now just do CD, CD. space M-E-S-S-A-P-P-L-E dash Apple dash. Enter. David Jack Macbook Dash Urkel in Mess Apple Dash Mac David Woodbridge Dollar. Now to run the emulator with the Apple IIe to bring up the Echo Synthesizer and a disk, I need to type in a command line and the command line is dot period slash, slash M-E-S-S 64 Mess 64 space and then Apple IIe with two E's so that's A-P-P-L-E-2-E-E -E -E space Apple IIe and then a parameter for the floppy drive so that's dash dash FLOP1 space flop one. The subdirectory for the disks that comes with the emulators that's DISKS slash, slash and the name of an actual disk. And I know one of them already is called pizza, so I'm going to type in PIZZA pizza period period DSK. Now, when I press enter, you'll hear the Apple IIe boot. On this disk, Text Talker will run automatically and bring up a talking menu. 
and then we'll play one of the games on this particular disc. Okay, so I'm pressing enter now. There's the Apple II booting. Nest 64, Nest, Apple slash slash A, Enhanced, Apple 280 window. Main menu, one, this is a delivery game, two, works, Rambler, three, Star Wars Battle, four, Intercept, five, Melody, keyboard, six, Dungeon, seven, Magic Trip, eight, Mat Hat, nine, Magalus, one, zero, three, we, and one, one, Scramble, one, two, Echo, Mat Jack, one, three, Tip Tap, four, one, four, works, Wheels, one, five, Battle Game, one, six, Hamlon, one, seven, List Main Cannons, one, eight, and type in the number and press left and return greater than. Okay, you type in one, two on the keyboard. One, two. Enter. And we'll just play Blackjack. Okay, welcome to the Apple how much money do you have to lose? I'm a big spender, five dollars. Five. five, enter. How many are there in your party? One today. One, Seven. enter. Please enter your name, question mark. My name is David. Enter. How many decks would you like? One, One. enter. Shuffling. You have dollar sign, five, David. How much is your major? Ah, oh, let's spend all of it, five dollars. Five, enter. First round, the dealer's first card is the down card. David is first card is the seven diamonds. Second round. The dealer's second card is the five diamonds. David is second card is the ten hearts. The dealer's card is the five diamonds. David, your card is seven diamonds. Ten hearts. Would you like another card, David? Question mark. Oh, let's play Danishly. Why not? Why for yes? Wait. Enter. Seven hearts. Whoops. Boosted. You have two four and three cards. The dealer's card is Queen hearts, five diamonds, the dealer has one five and two hearts. Sorry David, you didn't beat the dealer. Oh, David now has dollar sign zero. Well, David, you did terribly, you ended with dollar sign zero. <laughs> Thanks for playing the blackjack table at the Apple Seed Cosimo. We hope you enjoyed your visit here. Perhaps you could try your luck at one of our other catalysts. Be careful with the loss. Made money ready. Okay, and I'm back at the Prodos prompt. If I wanted to list the other programs that are on here, I can just type in the word catalog. Okay, space bar to continue the screen. And if I wanted to run one of those games, I could just type in the word run, space, and the name of the program, such as Hangman. Okay, but to get back to the talking menu, I could just type in run, space, enter. Main menu, one, this is a delivery game, two, works, rambler, three, Star Wars battle, four, intercept, five, melody, keyboard, six, dungeon, seven, magic trip, eight, mat hat, nine, magalus, one, zero, five, and one, one, scramble, one, two, echo, mat jack, one, three, tip, tap, four, one, four, works, wheels, one, five, battle game, one, six, cannon, one, seven, list, main cannon, one, eight, and type in the number and press less than return greater than. Now for the moment, I'm going to choose 18 to exit, so 1, one eight, 8, enter. Ready. And to force the emulator to close its function, delete. Now if I press escape. And if you want to see what other disk you had in terminal mode, if I type in CD. space DISKS, enter. Okay, ls to list the files. BXBoot.DSK, forecast.DSK, BRLOOT.DSK, forecast.DSK. 
BRLMAIN.DSK, Fortune.DSK. Okay, except I'll just press the control key to show that. So I could take one of those other disks and I could do CD, CD space, dot, period. dot, enter. David and then of course I could type in the MS64 command line parameter again, replacing pizza.dsk at the end of it with from one of those other disk names in that directory. Okay, and then when I'm finished, I can just type in the word exit at a terminal. Logout process completed. Command Q. Finder, utilities window. Back to the utilities folder, and then Option Command W, close all windows. Close all, now in desktop, Macintosh HD volume. And that completes this quick demo of running the Apple IIe emulator, of course with the Apple IIe Echo Synthesizer on your Mac. I hope you've enjoyed this demonstration. Thanks for listening and happy playing. And of course, bye for now. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash Main Menu. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.